how can I affect different kinds of representation behind the scenes or in front of the camera or whatever? Like, what are the, I don't know, how, what do you feel like your, it is the thing you feel compelled to, to do that is your participation in this, in this moment? Well, I think, you know, as the, because when Falcon Winter Soldier come out, comes out, I'm the lead of the show. Right. You know, when Snowpiercer came out, you're the lead of the show. So we definitely have the power and the ability to, you know, ask those questions. Like, it really bothered me that I've done seven Marvel movies now. Uh, I've, every producer, every director, every stunt person, every costume designer, every PA, every single person has been white. Mm -hmm. We've had one black producer, his name was Nate Moore, he produced uh, 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 Black Panther. But then when you do Black Panther, you have a black director, black producer, you have a black costume designer, you have a black stunt choreographer, you have a black, and I'm like, that's more racist. Hmm. than anything else because if you only can hire the black people for the black movie are you saying they're not good enough when you have a mostly white cast with Nerd is a New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. the one in between all uh, with my co-host. This is Eli, a.k.a. Man's Not Hot. <laughs> I love that episode. Uh, all right, so we got back into the episode, and Eli asked me this. Well, do you want the good news or do you want the bad news? Uh, let's start with the bad. Let's go with, start with the bad. Okay, let's just yeah. jump into the bad news. Okay, so bad news is we're going to say rest in peace to Joel Schumacher. A uh, famed director who has been making movies since forever, forever. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find a picture of him. Boom! Batman forever. Yeah, Kiss from a Rose. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. I, now here's the thing: he's done a lot of other stuff other than just Kiss from a Rose or Batman Forever. Uh, Eli, give me some movies that he's done. I know you know a bunch of them. Oh well, Falling Down is a favorite of mine. He did that. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, he came up in the '80s doing. You know, St. Elmo's Fire, which was really popular because it had the Brat Pack, all the, the teeny bopper stars of the 80s. Although that was like their first adult movie, uh, mm -hmm. St. Elmo's Fire. Um, he did one of my all-time favorites, The Lost Boys. Uh, I wish I had that uh, gif of that uh, muscle-bound saxophone dude. Oh, yeah. I still <laughs> believe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he. Oh, is that going to be the ending song now? Damn it! <laughs> well, I mean, it could, it could be. I didn't have an idea. <laughs> but yeah, he 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 did. Uh, I think he, you know, he made like the Phantom of the Opera film adapts the musical. He he adapted that into a movie. He's done. He's had a very eclectic career, um, but but also made some of my, you know, some of my favorite flicks: Lost Boys, Falling Down, No, A Time um, to Kill. 
A Time to Kill. That's right. Yeah, he did a Time to Kill. Plan. He did a lot of those John Grisham movies, like around the yeah. 90s and stuff like court, that. So. Court, courtroom dramas. Uh, yeah. Um, also, uh, Phone Booth. Did he do that? He did Phone Booth, yeah. Wow. Phone Booth okay. was an amazing movie. I don't know what happened. I think it was around like, I think they might even pull the movie because they think it had like correlation between 9-11 or they think it reminds many people of 9-11 or something like pull yeah. the movie. It didn't get as much play, but that was an awesome movie. Yeah, terrorist, ter- a terrorist movie. I mean, Falling Down got a lot of shit when that was released. Yeah, I mean, know? hell, the Joker movie, people people that haven't seen Taxi Driver think Joker, the Joker movie is a ripoff of Falling Down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and and that and that's about a guy going, essentially going postal before that became, dare I say, fashionable. And the, and the funny <laughs> thing is that when you watch phone, not phone, falling down in a different perspective when you're older, you realize that oh, he was the asshole. Yeah, yeah. And, and when I was younger, watching you know watching the movie, I was like, oh, I'm rooting for this guy, but no, he was a fucking asshole. He coming to McDonald's. They tell him that he's past breakfast. He flips the fuck out because it's eleven oh five. They have rules, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bring yeah. ass earlier. That is not a reason to just flip the yeah. fuck out. So. I mean, at the time, yeah, he's sort of rebelling against the you know the the frustrations of you know uh, living in a corrupt society, and he sort of lashes out at all that. And we it's live in a cool. society. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> cool watching that. But okay, here's story time. Okay, I saw falling down first time in the theater on acid um usually Man, we just got demonetized <laughs> usually when i okay I, I, i'm you know i'm put i'm putting my shit on my sleeve now <laughs> when i did that when back in my you know those days <laughs> when i did that sort of thing whenever i went to a movie on acid obviously i did it more than once i usually <laughs> went i i i, I dropped like an hour or two before the movie started. That way I went in tripping, you know, but mm-hmm. this time we were running late and we decided, you know, like 10 minutes before the movie started, I dropped, we went in and the movie started. And basically, essentially the movie is about a guy slowly going nuts and it started getting more intense. And as he starts getting crazy and crazier and doing more fucked up shit through the movie, I started really like, wow, this is getting intense. And then I totally forgot that I dropped acid. <laughs> <laughs> and so at the time when I think he pulls the guns out and starts shooting, that's yeah. when I remember like, oh shit, I'm tripping. And I'm gonna like feel like this for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in the theater and it was all dark and my cousins were with me and I got all like, okay, just, just chill, calm down. Everything's cool. Just watch this movie about a crazy guy losing his mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was, it was a very intense acid trip. My first that that particular night watching Falling Down. So- <laughs> well, see, there you go. Joe Schumacher gave you a trip down memory lane. <laughs> Literally go. a trip down memory lane. <laughs> and of course, uh, Lost Boys is one of my favorite flicks. I watched that movie on the reg. You know. So- right. That's the muscle bound saxophone guy. Yeah. Now, my my cousin she hated horror flicks you know and mm-hmm. when i would go visit her in the summer you know in new york we could that we that was one of the few movies horror movies she liked because it had the, the Corys in it you mm-hmm. know and she was all into the teeny she watched she that's she kind of the like, movie that kind yeah. of made them well goonies yeah. of course but that was yeah. like the movie that made them right and she was all into teen beat and bop she read all those teeny bopper magazines tiger so she, beat yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so she that was one of the few horror flicks that she could handle because you know the Corys were in that flick. Oh, yeah. we got a listener. 
Uh, hi, man. What up, Marion Guerrero? Marion Guerrero. What up, yo? Thanks what for up? tuning in. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> in fact, uh, let me okay. share that link out. Yeah, you share the link out. I share the competition. Now, while you're doing it and sharing the link out, trying to get our viewers up, let's address the elephant in the room because the one thing that people only know Joe Schumacher for, just like we talk about Martin Scorsese, we just know him from gangster movies. People only know Joe Schumacher. We say Joe Schumacher, you just know him for one thing Batman and Robin or Batman Forever. And basically, the guy that killed Batman. That's what people kind of relate him to. And Eli, even though he apologized for those movies, I don't think he should apologize. I no. think he, I think okay. he was just fine for the movie. And not only, yes, first off, we know that it was mandated for him to make those type movies because the toy, the toy company was running those movies. Like you put whatever we, movie we're gonna make for McDonald's, you put this in the movie, blah blah blah, stuff and stuff. But here's the thing: what Joe Schumacher was doing, all he was doing was just remaking the '60 TV show, basically, and. For the 89 Batman was like Star Wars for a lot of kids at mm-hmm. the time. You know, that blew up. Bat, bat shit, crazy everything. Right. You know, merchandising. And so a lot of kids got into Batman. And by the time he came around, like, fuck it. Kids are the ones who are watching these movies. Let's market it to kids. Right. And that's essentially their kids' movies. And, and that's all he was doing. Yeah. And so, but people want to get pissed off about that because... If you look at the old 60 TV show, they're basically doing like the old 60 TV show would take like a famous like actor at the time and put him in the villain role, like Cesar Romero and, you know, Burgess Meredith, things like that. That's yeah. all they were doing. So he that's why he took Arnold Schwarzenegger. The basically in those TV shows back then, the bad guys always outshined the hero. The bad guys were the draw. So that's why you had Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Mr. Freeze because he was the biggest box office draw in the 90s. So just stick him in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and just having just ham it up. And honestly, you can complain about Mr. Freeze all you want to. You remember everything he did in the movie. <laughs> and Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Jim Carrey. The, <laughs> Jim Carrey stole that movie. Oh, let's see, let's see what else we got. Yep. Emphasize, well, thank you. Emphasize the who? <laughs> Empathize the you. Okay. Oh, I thought I thought it said empath. I can't. Yeah, I'm, I need glasses. I'm getting old. I, said, Me, I, said, well, empath- I need glasses too. Em- Empathize the you. Yeah, we are we are the okay boomers like prequel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, but what we're saying about that is that that's what he was doing. He was taking that's why it was so campy, that's what was corny, there was so much so many jokes that was a uh, and Eli, can I bring up something else that I don't know if I should bring this up? I think I know why another reason why people didn't like those Batman movies that he made. They were too Michael gay. King? They were too oh, gay. I suppose. Well, I think Joe Schumacher was gay. He might have been gay. openly gay, like not, not even yeah. hiding. Now, now, when I okay. say this, I'm not saying it in a derogatory manner. I'm not saying it like that. I'm actually meaning like, he <laughs> oh made yeah, that's right. The bat nipples and the bat, the ass. bat nipples, the bat ass, also yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. He made the movies gay on purpose. First off, the way like watch Batman and Robin as Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne as a romantic couple. The movie makes a lot more sense about what they do. Hey, uh, and plus, Frank, a, Frank Miller was addressing that shit in the Dark Knight with Batman and Joker. But the thing, <laughs> but the thing is, when when Bat when Frank Miller did it, it was a lot more nuanced. Like it was just in your face. Well, no, nah, it was because they was fighting in the tunnel of love. So he wouldn't be a soul about that shit either. You but know. the fact that he turned like uh, Carrie into Robin—that that sort of—he always sort of took that dig at Bruce Wayne. 
Bruce Wayne might have been kind of a creep. Right, no, but Joker was flat out gay in The Dark Knight Returns. I oh, mean, yeah. He just yeah. was. I mean, reread it again. There's nothing we're making yeah. up. Frank Miller was just flat out saying it. Batman, darling. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. Now, back to Joel Schumacher. Now, why, this is what I'm saying. Why? Then the movie, if you watch it again, you can spot the gay overtones in the movie, not just Dick Grayson and, and, and Bruce Wayne. Also, notice how there's a lot of muscular men in that movie. Like all the bad, the bad. It's been villains. a while, but I, I I do recall. You don't remember the big muscle dudes in them? Okay, I remember Bane. Bane was in one of them. <laughs> Bane was in one of them. But the point was, okay, even when they drive, like watch the statues, like when they drive by all the statues in, in Gotham City, they're just big, huge, muscular men holding up, and, and they're just driving like through their legs and shit like that while they're doing like fight fights and shit like that. Also, Eli, they one of the bad guys of. Uh, Hot house is a Turkish bathhouse. Yeah, I don't. Now, I, I, I'm, I'm. I'm going to confess. I didn't see Batman and Robin till yep. like a few years ago. <laughs> Watch that on acid. <laughs> uh, you see, uh, I, I don't speak Spanish, so I'm sorry. Yeah, we we need an interpreter. So I, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. You know, shout Google out to Translate. Argentina. Yeah, dudes from Argentina. Hey, we appreciate you watching. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's but that's the whole thing. I was saying like they've got a Turkish bathhouse. You have muscular men. You have like a show tune numbers popping out just anywhere. All the flashlight stuff like that is basically like it was a theater show. He and. It was a Broadway musical. It was a Broadway musical. That's basically what he was doing. Yeah. And I think that was so... Now, Frank Miller doing it in a comic is different because a lot of times in a comic, you take in what you... Like, a lot of times in comics, you have to interpret that stuff. In movies, that stuff just jumps out at you. Like, there's no interpretation for it. It's just at you. So when you get Turkish Bash House, muscle-bound statues, uh, light shows like a musical, bright lights and everything, bat nipples, bat ass, you know... Uh, Yes, that stuff is going to jump out at you, and I think subconsciously that might have turned people off. Yeah, so. well, I, I remember not liking Batman Forever because it was more geared for kids, but also I was watching the animated series at the time, and they ripped off the ending to one of the episodes with Two-Face where he throws up the, he flips the coin, and Batman takes out a... They ripped off a lot yeah. of shit. Yeah, uh, I was Mr. Like, Freeze's origin came from, like, Mr. Freeze's origin in the Batman and Robin movie came from the cartoon. Yeah. And where yeah. Batman throws up all the coins to fuck up uh, Two Face when he flips his coin, I was like, yep. "That's right out of the animated series." And I'm like, "Man." Well, so- <laughs> to, to be fair, I actually saw a YouTube video of the day where Batman begins ripped off some shit from that cartoon. Yeah, well, yeah. like how he beat Scarf, uh, uh, Scarecrow, and he uh, started turning into like a big giant bat because Scarecrow was freaking out because he sprayed himself. That shit happened in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, recipes, Joe Schumacher. Uh, can we move on? Wait, wait let me see what's. I have a family. Right I'm, on, yo. Hopefully, not getting kidnapped. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next. Okay, that was the bad news. Can we talk about the good news? This is yeah. good news for me. This is good news for me. Boom, get out of that. Okay, so Eli, for the first time, Mississippi did not Mississippi. This is good news for me. This ain't shit to do with uh. Comic books, anything like that. Just that, that's, that's, talk about. that's probably good news during our current times. <laughs> good news. Look, I had to post this. <laughs> Mississippi has finally took down the Confederate flag. And the reason they did it is because not because the people voted for it, because they already knew what was going to happen if the people voted for it. It was going to put it back in office again. So the 
confederate i mean so the legislation in the senate just went ahead and voted just like take it down fuck it. because the city started losing losing money everybody in the city in the entire uh country started boycotting mississippi we're not gonna trade with you we're not gonna have sports events we're not gonna have events for, until you take the flag down so they had no choice so bravo hey we get shit done shit is getting done in 2020 even though everything else is fucked up you know yeah. I'm gonna see with that one. What else we got? What's other news with that one? Uh, can we talk about since we own Batman and we jump to racism? Let's jump back to Batman. <laughs> <laughs> this show is all over the place. That's how we do it. So yeah. So Eli, let's talk about Michael Keaton or the Flash uh, because they're okay. making uh, maybe a Flashpoint type movie, which is gonna just jump on this, jump off this. Because the, here's the thing: this thing is not confirmed yet. He's in yeah. talks. That's all I was about to talk. say, are they really making it? <laughs> yeah, they just say it's in talk. Of all we know, this Flash movie might just fall apart again. <laughs> They've been <laughs> like, trying to make a Flash movie for like 10 years. <laughs> right. It was before the first TV show came out. So the thing about it that Michael Keaton is in talks to sign on to the Flashpoint movie. And what I'm uh, things I'm hearing is that it's not going to be like a one-picture deal. It's going to be like a, a multi-picture deal where he's going to kind of be like the Nick Fury of the, the DCEU. Um. Eli, okay. I, I hate this idea. DC has found a way to fuck up something that's a layup again with these movies. This is all they had to do. This is all they had to do. Yeah. All they had to do is make a Flashpoint movie with Ezra Miller or whoever the fuck you want to put in those movies. Um, have Jeffrey Dean Morgan play Thomas Wayne. It's a layup. It's easy. Also, since the only thing that does work in these movies is Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot, bring them back make a civil war with those two bring those throw cyborg in there too please in there uh and there you go so you got a flash movie that's really like a pseudo halfway justice league movie that puts everything back on track and after the movie's done if you want to recast bruce wayne or do whatever the hell you want to do you can do it but you're going to take the most awesome twisted movie and just throw it out the window why just now, make the Batman the Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton. They could have did it afterwards. They could have yeah. did this and then do the Batman uh whatever beyond afterwards. So, but I, I I think I understand the train of thought. What they're thinking is that because okay, Jeffrey D. Morgan doesn't put butts in the seats like Michael Keaton does. Like Michael Keaton, when that even the rumor of that, people just went nuts over that. Where yeah. Jeffrey D. Morgan, there was also the same rumor about him be signing. No one cared. Yeah. Even though he's an awesome actor, but it's all about what's going to put more. This is before he did Negan. And still, yeah. Right. People. people right. Because people wanted him to play. Like, it just makes sense. He was already playing Thomas Wayne in the Snyderverse. Just have him as Thomas Wayne. But I guess they're trying. They're still trying to distance themselves from that. So I don't know. It just. It's just stupid. It's. I don't know. All right. All right. Can we? Can we move on past that? Okay, yeah. so we went to Batman to racism to Batman. Let's go back to racism. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this is a big thing right here. Let me set the picture up for this. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. This is this is the big boy right here. This is the big boy we're talking about right here. So for those that don't know, people that don't watch Community, uh, so Community is under hot water right now. Uh, apparently, the hot water they're under is because. They not only Netflix and Hulu has deleted probably one of their best episodes that they have. And the episode was called Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And the reason they deleted it is because of this. Yes. Uh, yes. 
Senior Chang, well, this is, this is not Senior Chang because it's season two. Uh, he dressed up as a dark elf, but it made it look like, and I show one more time, and I'm just looking like that. If you can look at it, it almost makes him look like it's also blackface. So he was playing a dark elf, looked like blackface. They say it's blackface, and everybody's so sensitive nowadays, they had to delete the, uh, not edit the episode, just delete the whole episode, just get rid of it. Yeah, Even, Shirley yeah. addressed it in the in the episode, which right. is hilarious. Like she, everybody addressed it in the episode. Yeah. Shirley addressed it. Uh, Pierce even, addressed it. Pierce yeah. even said it at the even end. Even Pierce said Pierce is the most racist dude he's, on the show. Yeah, he's he's the boomer of the of the show. He said it. Right. Know, I mean, and they made fun of that. They made fun of all that. They addressed all this. They in the even hall. call him Al Jolston. Which yeah. is a famous blackface or infamous blackface actor back in the 1930s that made blackface famous. So they knew what they were doing. It wasn't like it was insensitive. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> he was like the first character to get killed off. <laughs> what was that? Where where Troy? What Troy makes the Twitter uh, profile uh, uh, things? Uh, racist old, old man says or racist something. old white guy or something yeah. and he, he tweets everything he says right. and then pierce says hey this guy thinks just like me. Right. i mean the show addressed all that you know and, and, and but the thing is that people are so you know triggered nowadays that they probably haven't even seen the show they just no. saw the a, a meme or a gif of you know of a dark elf like i said it's just a dark elf like in thor the dark world that's Even it. says it i'm a drow or a drill. Right. I always um, pronounce um, brute, brute apocalypse or something, whatever you call yourself. Yeah, yeah brute, brute, brutalitops or whatever. But yeah, but whatever. Drill, I, I, I actually read some Dungeons and Dragons book. Yes, I'm a nerd. <laughs> Drow, drow, those are night elves. They live in a they live in caves in the dark, <laughs> the underdark. That's what they're black. <laughs> right. That's just how they are in Dungeons and Dragons. You know, so, they don't the ever see time. sunlight, you know. They right. they're just black elves dark elves that's what they're now called. to be honest with you in in gomer's podcast i think they said they're deleting those dark elves in dungeon dragons also because of all this shit oh geez yeah it's wokeness yeah. out of control yeah so 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 they're doing everything but like not killing colored folks <laughs> right <laughs> like let's take down sir you know yeah and, and i get and i get that i get that you know Serp, and because those are stereotypical racial images, but they're getting so crazy about it, they're taking like all the Serp away, like Mrs. Butterworth. Mrs. Butterworth is white. Make it rid of her. Like what the fuck? I, I never, th- I guess I never thought of that because she's in this brown box. Right. <laughs> like you just can't get rid of just everybody. You know, like people are just getting out of hand right now. You know, um, and. Then the thing about this, let's talk about this Advanced Dungeons and Dragons episode again. Okay, so even if you had a problem with the one scene that they addressed in that scene, you're going to throw away everything else that they talk about in the episode because they dealt with some some heavy shit that, in that episode. Yeah, that is one of the greatest. Well, it's one of my favorite community episodes of all right. time. But yeah, it's it's just it. That episode goes into some. Very dark play, very serious topics it tackles. Right, because they, they dealt with bullying. Mm-hmm. They dealt with depression. Yep. It even deals with suicide. The whole episode yeah. is about suicide. Yeah, they thought Fat Neil was going to kill himself. So they decide right. that's what the episode is about. It's about this character they call Fat Neil. He's a D&D nerd, and they think he's going to kill himself. So Right, because nobody in, in, the, in, the, in the school likes him. Yeah. 
So Jeff organizes a D&D game with them to keep this kid from committing suicide. It's, it's, that's, the, that's the plot of the episode. Right. Which is a and, very, but the thing is, they don't spell it out. Yeah. They never just yeah. outright say it. But they all they say is that this is a life or death situation. Yeah. Because they know what's going to happen if they don't do this. And, and like Pierce is one of the people like that it wasn't spelled out to. He doesn't get it. He doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's Pierce just out is a, Pierce is an asshole. They think he's leaving him out. He comes in, starts being a being Pierce. Pierce right. is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, it's a great, it, right. as dark as that show is, as that episode is, it's right. fucking hilarious. That it is. The episode it's it's that, like it yeah. juggles so many things. Deep is, but it's comical. It's nerdy. Like even if you're not in the like, I don't know shit about Dungeons and Dragons, but yeah. the way they did it, it made it so damn interesting. You're like, oh damn, the stakes <laughs> are so high. You know? Yeah. Troy's like, isn't there something to Jenga or something? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hector yeah. the Well Endowed or some shit. Whatever. That one, yeah, Hector the Well Endowed. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah i mean that was the episode that hooked me on the show like i had been watching it because i said i was watching the office and it came on between like the office and something else i was watching I oh the office got episode uh deleted too oh i'm sure it just happened right before we <laughs> yeah so I, I i i would catch episodes of community you know here and there and i remember like the paintball i remember laughing here and there Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until the advanced Dungeons and Dragons episode where I'm like, okay, I'm watching the show from now on. I'm putting it on my DVR. This show is great. It was that episode, you know, and it's just sad that that's that they don't. You're like throwing out the baby with the bathwater. That's what you're doing. Yeah, they're. Yeah. We just want equality. We just want equality. We don't. Right. You don't we, have to. You don't take need to ruin everything. To, right. You know? <laughs> I mean, like I said, I'm hearing like HBO Max getting rid of Gone with the Wind. Why? Why? <laughs> Yeah, we understand the stuff that going to win. That's why we need that stuff in there. We don't need to erase yeah. everything that ever happened. Some of the stuff we need to remember it happened. Yeah. Oh, uh, because those who forget history to, are doomed to repeat it. That's that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna get Disney getting rid of Song of the South, but you're gonna keep Peter Pan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm a yeah. I know what makes the red man red, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I mean, you, and and some of this stuff I get it now. We're talking about community, but there's other stuff also, like uh, the Cleveland show, you know, or or Family Guy, not Family Guy, The Simpsons, for instance. You know. Now the thing about The Simpsons, you know, like they get it, they're not gonna have a white guy voicing the pool before. That's mm-hmm. actually been a, a thing that people have been voicing for decades. Yeah. You know, like people's like, I can't even watch The Simpsons because not just because a white guy was was voicing him, but because he was just pretty much a stereotype yeah. on TV. And it's so few people on, you know, so few people of color on TV. That anytime you see any person of color on TV, you pretty much think that person represents the entire race. Yeah. So you got to be careful about the stuff you do. So people complain about that also. Now about the Cleveland show. I'll be honest with you, Eli. I've never seen that show before. I've seen it here and there. It's, here's the thing. Here's the thing about the show. The Cleveland show seems like a black show written by white people. I think it is. <laughs> it, it seems like it is. So just like, nah, I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so not that I'm boycotting anything like that. It just seems just something not right about that show in it today. But that's the thing why. That's why I do think because here's the thing: if you get a white guy voicing a black guy, isn't that also blackface? I, you could argue it is. I never thought about that, but that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> you know? if you're losing using slang and stuff like that. Uh, um, 
Just saying. I mean, even when you Cause, see stuff. Because, yeah, because Family Guy, they went out of their way to find a person with Down syndrome to play a, a Down syndrome character, voiced the Down syndrome character on the show. So you would think, mm-hmm. you know, if, you know, like we said, we always say representation matters, you know? Yeah. And, and we know, know it's comedy, you know, but at the same time, you know, yeah. this is things, you know. Yeah. I mean, we know when we're getting, as people of color, we know when we're getting made fun of. Right. It's, it's a difference between being laughing with you and laughing at you. It's a difference. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and we could take a joke so many times before it gets redundant. And, you know, I'm, right. you know, I'm done with it, you know? <laughs> right. And a lot of times we're not going to boycott anything like that. We're just going to be like, this shit isn't for us. That's why, honestly, that's why a lot of, of people of color can't get into comics or sci-fi or fantasy overall shit like that because they know when they see Lord of the Rings or they see anything like that and they see an orc or a dark elf. Oh, that's a black person. <laughs> I can't watch this shit. I already know where you're going with this, you know. So you get that xenophobic, you know, racist mentality. It just turns off, you know, people that it's not the target demographic to just get away from it. So uh yeah. let me get off a tangent. What are we talking about? You know what? It it all kind of ra- I think I think they were trying to make a point in community. Now that I just finally get that with the dark yes. elf with black people. That's the point they were trying to make. Yeah. Shirley even says, so we just gonna ignore that hate. Right, and I think uh, like she's like racism aside, one of the funniest lines in the show. <laughs> right. Oh man, and that's like the and, that, and that's the reaction. She right. saw the guy in, in... <laughs> <laughs> like you see, like what the hell? But at the same time, like I said, I'm pretty sure if you go to like a Dungeons and Dragons thing or anything like that, you would see that, you know. And most and people wouldn't so, think anything about it. And, it's, and his re- his reply is so nerdy, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a dark elf. I'm <laughs> I'm Brewpocalypse or whatever, you know, the drow. Magic <laughs> user, baby. <laughs> oh man. Can we can we move on past that one? I, I mean, pretty, pretty much we said over there. Basically, don't take the shit too far. Don't erase everything. Some of this stuff we need to, because some of this stuff is a product of our time. I believe that I'm a believer in art. Art raises questions and it expresses you know ideas and i i hate censorship of art i don't give a shit what it is you know even if it is racist Mm -hmm. that you know that if you know it forces us to confront these ideas and that's what it's for you know when you start censoring it and erasing it and canceling it then that's what are we going to learn from it? Right. It doesn't help you know? anybody yeah. doing that stuff. So. You know, I mean, if you, it all comes down to taste to me, take your taste. If you don't like it, don't watch it. That's right. That's my bottom line, you know? Right. Or even if you can't watch it, but depending on how it's done, that's the thing. Like it's, but yeah, it's same thing. even if it, even if it's bad, you still shouldn't be erased. I mean, that yeah, there, we live in America. That's the, if you got nothing else, you should have freedom of speech. There's exploitation art that's out. Some of my favorite movies are exploitation (laughs) that just are just violent and bloody or whatever, offensive just to be offensive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but even still, you know, that, that there, you know, there's creativity in that, you know, (laughs) and whether you like it or not is not, is, is, is not the point. It's the fact that it should exist. Right, because if you don't a, like it, yeah. you, you're free to just ignore it, yeah. you know, or yeah. you're free to comment and talk about it. That's even better. Like, if you don't like something, you can comment and talk about it. Yeah, 
Yeah, but you I can't mean, be no, that's that's yeah. wrong. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get why Gone with the Wind would be problematic nowadays. The movie was made like a hundred years ago. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I get that. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have any artistic merit. Right. You know, learn from it. It's one of the most influential films of all time. It paved the way for cinema, you know? <laughs> right. And even you the know? racist parts of Gone with the Wind are things that make they make a good talking point. Yeah. Evolved. I mean, they you like that Manny was an evolution, you know, that was the that was bad representation of black people in cinema. But exactly. So you'll know what, we what not now, to do. Yes, we go, but look at from Mammy to get out. That's right. evolution. You don't erase that. Don't get rid of that. Don't cancel it just because it doesn't fit our idea of what art should be now. You know, that it, yeah. it's all evolved. We we evolve, we change our ideas. We're constantly learning, you know. Constantly. Eli, you, you you called it about two or three years ago. Cancer culture is gonna get out of control. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's like it's like casual fascism, you know. Yeah. They're trying to control how you think, you know, and I, I'm not down with that. And I, I don't and you know. You know, I listen to metal and I've I've been a purveyor of metal since I was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Constantly people were shitting on this music that it was obscene and filthy. The people who listened to it were idiots and fucking, you know, low life pieces of shit. And I just never like what is wrong with this? I love this thing that I love is getting it's such a scapegoat and crucified. I did not get it. And I just defended it. And it's like, you know, what? If it all comes down. Like I said, it all comes down to if you don't like it you don't have to listen to it, but just cause you don't like it doesn't mean it ain't no good, you know? Right. So, and that's where we're out here. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, hey, that's I, grew, why up, I grew up in the nineties when they tried to shut down two live crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a great album. Or hell, even video games with Mortal Kombat. They try to kill that shit. Yeah. They try to make art a scapegoat for our problems in our society. No art saves us. From the right. problems in our society. <laughs> it, it makes you think. It makes you get, give talking points. Yeah, it gives you something to do. It's entertainment. It gives us something to dwell on and to think about. And, to, you know, what would we do in this quarantine if we didn't have art? <laughs> you know what we'd I mean? go crazy. Well, we'd yes. it'd be purged, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and that's why, I, like, I love the show community. And when I heard about this, I'm like, what the hell? You guys you know are totally missing the point. You know what we you should know? do? Actually, you know, it's already being started. Change.org. Oh, yeah. Now, I heard about the petition. Okay. Yes. Now, here's the thing. Everybody always say that the petitions don't work. Petitions are bullshit. They don't work. And that was the case. But there is a Snyder Cut coming right now. <laughs> and it did come because of a change petition. Yeah. And I, I, own, I own season two of Community on DVD. So, yeah, I could watch it any time. But, yeah. you know, to, to erase it, like, it, it's it's one of the greatest, it's what kept the show going. I mean, that this show was always on the verge of, of uh, being canceled. Mm -hmm. But it was shows like that that showed the brilliant writing. The Russo brothers, man. They, right. That's the <laughs> they thing. They were on that show on, with you. <laughs> yeah, they cut their teeth on community, you know. And it's such a great show that m most people didn't watch. And, you know... So to, for and for them to like cancel it for something so misunderstood is just like I I can't abide that shit. <laughs> it's just dumb you know? as hell. Yeah. So yeah. All right, let's move on past now. This is part two of this argument. Then we just completely just get off this shit. <laughs> oh, we ain't I, done I, yet. I, we ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. We're gonna get off that, but we're gonna move on to something else because now we got to talk about this Anthony Mackie shit we were talking about. 
Now, the reason okay. I want to talk about hey, this. that's the dude from. That's uh, the dude. That's the dude. I, that's the dude from Blind Spotting. That's the dude from uh, Snowpiercer. Yeah. And Hamilton and Blackish. Apparently, he plays on every single thing ever. And I guess he raps too. I don't know. Yeah, I heard he's a rapper. I did not know that. He does everything. <laughs> so I don't know his name, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be a big thing soon as Hamilton drops Disney Plus. So, uh, well, Disney Plus drops Hamilton. So, uh, the reason we want to talk about this Anthony Mackie uh, thing because they got big news in, in, you know, in social media. And I think people are misconstruing what he's saying or twisting his words and not saying what he's saying. So, what I'm, before I get into this, I just want you to know that I actually watched the entire interview. So this wasn't something I read, wasn't something I saw on Twitter. I actually read the interview and I interpreted myself. And what he's saying is that I agree with it. Now, if you're thinking right now, oh, I'm cooning up just like Anthony Mackie, hey, I can't argue with you on that. It is what it is. But here's what he was trying to say, what I interpret what he was trying to say. Now, what he's saying is that Marvel needs more diversity in their movies. You think more diversity? Well, what about Black Panther? Uh, what about him? Uh, what about Don Cheadle? That's this whole point he's trying to make. Yes, he's been in six or seven of these Marvel movies like that. But he says when he show up to these Marvel movies, he's the only black person on the set. Not acting, on the set. Yeah. So yeah. you get an entire movie where it's just <laughs> him by himself. So you got stunt coordinators. You got... Uh, the directors, you got the producers, you got the people delivering the food truck. Everybody's white. So it's just him by itself. That's what he's saying the problem. But at the same time, when Black Panther comes out, it's the exact opposite. Uh, black director, black producer, every, the dude who some of the donuts is, is black. Uh, the stunt coordinator is black. So like, so if y'all have a hard time finding people of color to you know fill these spots, where the hell are all these people coming from now when you're making a, a black movie? Uh, like Black Panther, or when Shang-Chi comes out, all of a sudden, nothing but Asians pop up out of anywhere. So that's what he was saying, that even doing stuff like that is racist, because if every, if you never have Black people in these movies until you finally get to the Black movie, that's wrong. It needs to be spread out some. Yeah. So obviously people are not getting in there, because and then you get that same argument about people saying that, well, obviously they weren't get good for the uh, role to begin with, Okay, you can make that argument, but you're telling me you can't find a better black director than whoever the fuck directed Thor the Dark World? I'm just saying, you could just pull a name out of a hand, just find anybody. Yeah. You know, we don't even know who directed that shit, you know. Uh, and we just go down the road of, of Marvel movies that do, because it's not like Marvel get Martin Scorsese or. We, you we know. can go down all the Marvel movies, and there ain't no Falcon movie, there ain't right. no War Machine movie, there ain't no Nick Fury movie. <laughs> right, but you know what role they're playing? They're playing the black sidekick in every movie. Yep. Yeah. They need that one role. We need to fill it in. We got Valkyrie playing the role. We got Idris Elba playing the role. Why the fuck is Idris Elba even in these movies? Yeah. The Black Viking, you know? Right. <laughs> the doorman. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's the thing. Like, you can't just check a box and think you're doing something. It doesn't work yeah. like that because just like we were talking about the Cleveland show, where it just doesn't seem like it's authentic, the same way when you just stick just a black superhero sidekick just in a row, just to do like one little thing and just goes about his business and we don't see him again. Like yeah. Iron Man 3, War Machine had a whole fucking adventure of shit he was doing. But at the end, it really didn't matter because he was just the sidekick. Yeah. The, so, the kid the kid mattered more. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he's going to be stood up for Iron Man. You know? Yeah. It's funny how people say like, oh, Spider-Man is going to be the next Iron Man or that kid's going to be ex-Iron Man. Fucking James Rose know how to work the shit better than anybody else does. He could be Iron Man, but nah, 
That's okay. We don't need him. Yeah. So that's all he's saying is that they need to be uh diverse overall because it's obviously the best people are not getting into these roles because if there were, there would be more people working on these other movies. You got 20 Marvel movies and only one black director. Something yeah. isn't right about that. Now yeah. you can blame Tim Story on that because he made those first Fantastic Four movies. He was a black director. He fucked up. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yes, nobody knows that. Yes, the first two Fantastic Four movies were directed by a black director. He was making the same guy that made Barbershop. I did not know that. Those and I think there. I think Soulful, not Soulful. Well, no, I got, I was going to say those movies are aren't that bad, but then I remember what Galactus looked like in that. One. Okay, that is true. But <laughs> people are saying those movies were bad, but then after that, it was another movie even worse than that movie came out. <laughs> So in hindsight, you were like, oh, you know what? Maybe we were too hard on those movies because <laughs> it could have been worse. Yeah. Well, they, they, we were, worse they, they were totally serviceable comic book movies for that time. You know yeah. what? Somebody just told me that that, that last Fantastic Four movie is on Disney+. Plus. Which one? Fan4Stick? Yes. Oh. oh. Not the other ones, just Fan4Stick. That's... Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's... <laughs> <laughs> So that's my thing. Just just spread out. So and here's the funny thing about it. Most people don't know, like everybody loves the Black Panther soundtrack, right? Most people don't know a white guy made that soundtrack. I thought what's his face? Uh Kendrick Lamar did that or whatever. No, he did. He curated the whatever soundtrack. Actually, the score of it was a white guy. Oh, the score. The score of it, like the actual the score. score of it. Yeah, okay. the score of it. Yeah. Uh Ludwig von Gorison or something with like that music. He actually did uh, music on Community. Did he? Yes. <laughs> Damn. Okay. And so he's been everywhere. So yeah, let's think about that one. So that's like I said. That's how I interpreted Anthony Mackie saying I agree with him. If you don't agree with him, if you don't agree with me, hey, agree to disagree. That's okay. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, and this whole thing about getting the the best person for the job, mm-hmm. you know, people of color don't get that chance to get to be the best person of the job, you know, right. most of the time they're, you know, how are they going to gain experience? How right. are they going to get skills? I mean, you know, yeah. And, uh, you know, so yeah, I understand why, Hey, we're making a black Panther movie. Let's get a bunch of black people to work on it because, you mm-hmm. know, let's represent ourselves. And, and you could tell that black Panther was represented by black people. And that's what I was saying, Eli, yeah. because just like we were saying, like the Cleveland show. Yeah. Now imagine if an all-white director and all-white writer and all-white everything made Black Panther, I guarantee you Black people would be able to tell. Yes. We could smell it. Like, no, we, this is... Yes, we can tell. Like, yeah, some of that Killmonger dialogue... I'm sorry, like, a white guy would not write that dialogue. A white guy would not be able to write that. Because he would not that be able was, to write it and make it believable. That was an inherently black person of color point of view. Right, you know, same thing with some of the net, like some of the Luke Cage shows. You can tell that that was a people of color were working on that show because you were getting nuances that a person of color perspective. Right, you know? and that's meanwhile, let's look at let's look at Blade. We know white guys wrote that. <laughs> not knocking Blade. I love Blade. Blade was an awesome movie. But by the time yeah. you got to the third movie, they tried to write Blade out of his own movie. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they try to like give the franchise to Ryan Reynolds, and that's why it was like, like, fuck this whole franchise. I'm done. That's why when people keep saying like he was acting like an asshole on the set, that's why he was acting like an asshole on the set. Yeah, 
because they were trying to kick him out of his own franchise. And then, you know, and then me as a native, hardly, you know, we got what two native actors that show up in every movie, Adam Beach and like West Duty. Right. They're the only ones that get work right. you know, because all these other native actors don't have enough experience. They don't, they don't get native actors. They get a Mexican or an Asian to play right. the native in every movie. So you don't, you know, so when there is a a native part that comes up every, you know, every other year, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, 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 they're slim pickings, you know, yes, and so. yeah. And like we said, represent when representation works when it's real. And, and I think that that's what Mackie was talking about. You know? Right. So the thing is just sticking a person of color in a movie and thinking you're doing good, just calling it a day. That doesn't work. It does not work. We can tell when it's not authentic. We can tell when it's just, uh, just checking a box or it's virtue signal. We can tell yeah. that when it's authentic and it's, you know, realistic and we can connect with that person because the person right behind it can identify with that person. And the person saying the stuff identify it, that's when we connect with that character. We're yeah. just throwing the character in there, we we don't care. When it's real. That there's a reason why Black Panther made a billion dollars is because it was real. Right. And yes, you if you we say and get the best director, but I'm telling you, if you got Steven Spielberg to make Black Panther, it would not have made a billion dollars. Because the concept of Wakanda being an isolationist country that ignored the plight of the black community mm-hmm. for, for centuries. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, what's his name? David Coep would not, (laughs) would not have written Awesome director, awesome director, but (laughs) like you said, you have to be right for the project. (laughs) Even Martin Scorsese would not have came up with that idea. Quentin Tarantino? No. (laughs) No, that he would not have, you know, that's, that's a person of color perspective. Right. (laughs) And and how, and that was a responsibility. The, The makers of Black Panther had a responsibility to address that issue like oh wait 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 a second there's been a black there's been black batman existing for centuries and he never came to the hood before right (laughs) because if they didn't address that some comedian or assholes like us would have pointed that out yeah you know so that just goes to show that they they thought this through you know that and 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 yeah that's why we keep yeah representation matters that's why we keep saying it. It's yeah. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> okay. Can we lighten the mood up? Can we move on some other stuff now? I thought this was the good news. <laughs> oh, no. this no, We're going to the good news now. Now we're going to the video game section, the section I like to go to. Okay. Right. Now, the reason we go to the video game section, we're going to talk about it real quick because what do we got here? I, I think I don't have it. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Boom. We have... What was it called Avengers War Table? They had like a thirty-minute thing where they talked about the Avengers video game is coming out, and that they Thanos? also no, it's not Thanos. That's not Modok. Yes. Okay. Because Modok. Oh yeah, all right. Yeah. Modok is the big bad of the game. Okay. Because yeah. I always, I always made a bet. I think I made him owe you money, Eli. That I was like, they would never do anything with Modoc. <laughs> but technically, not do anything with them in the movie. But they are sticking with the video game. I, I still can't pitch them in a the movie. But a video game is just crazy enough. It might work. You could put Modoc in the game. Uh, and they're also putting Super, Super Adaptoid in there also. Super Adaptoid, if you don't know what it is, that's basically the Avengers version of Amazo. He knows all the powers, technical power, blah, 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 whatever like that. AIM is the bad guys of the movie. Oh, also, I mean, of the game. Also, it seems like the plot of the game, the Avengers accidentally create the Inhumans, which is how Miss Marvel's in there. Okay. 
So seems pretty interesting. It's going to be a single player campaign. They say they are going to have uh, like a four player uh, like co-op like missions and stuff like that. So that seems pretty fun. You know, All right. is, it, is, it like a, is it like a fighting game or no, 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 no. It's like a uh, action game, like a story place based game. So like, like the dark Knight game or the Arkham games kind of, or the spider. Yeah. And, but and it, like, you, it's like Arkham game, but like in the single player mode, you're going to like alternate in between like, okay, this section is the Hulk, this section is black widow, this section, blah, blah, blah. Well, what the Marvel Alliance games is, it, you know, those are pretty fun. I remember. Those are pretty fun also. So it's kind of like it, but not like that. Yeah. Well, because you could choose your team and shit. Right. And that's the thing. Like, in the Marvel Ultimate Lion game, you can go through the entire game. And, like, if I want to just run with the Fantastic Four, I can just run with the Fantastic Four. And, you know, that's it. Where this one, in single-player mode, you're just running with one person. Now, other Avengers might be around you, but it's just going to be you. But I think they will have a mode where you can do a four-player co-op where you can do, like, certain missions between. So, I think that's going to be pretty cool. Uh you know, you gotta do that to lighten the mood. What other? It was some other video game shit I wanted to. Oh yeah, this video game shit. Okay, don't everybody cut off. If you didn't cut us this long, you're not gonna cut us long. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna talk about Fortnite. <laughs> I can see everybody. Good night, everybody. No, the reason I want to talk about Fortnite because it's actually pretty interesting, and I don't have the. Yeah, here we go. That's the move I have news in front of me right now. The reason I'm talking about Fortnite is because Fortnite did something very interesting. Now you know that movie, uh, Tenant, Tenant that uh. Christopher Nolan movie. Oh, yeah, the new Nolan movie. The Nolan movie. Okay. It was, was supposed to come out in July, like July 31st. Warner Brothers, like, uh uh-uh, uh, we got to push it back because COVID is like at an all time high, like out of control right now. So they're trying to push it back. But doing that, Fortnite is actually helping them. Um, oh, shit. I don't want to try to do that. Fortnite is actually helping them promote the movie. And how they promote the movie is that they actually played Christopher Nolan movies on Friday night. Like, depending on the area, the region you're in, a different movie plays. You got Inception, Batman Begins, and The Prestige. So I think, you, yeah. So you had to go, you had to play Fortnite and go watch it in Fortnite? In Fortnite, yes. Okay. I, I, that's the thing, because I, when I heard about it, I heard about it like two hours before it happened. And I was like, well, that sounds pretty interesting. So I looked it up and see what movie was playing in my area, and it was Inception. I was like, well, fuck, I want to watch Inception again. Even though I have it, I just want to watch it again. And I thought about this brilliant idea that I was going to tell Gomer about, and you also, that I was going to, like, if they play Inception, I was going to play it on Fortnite, stream it on the Facebook channel, and do a commentary on Fortnite. But the thing was, I hadn't downloaded Fortnite. Oh. I had to download it. By the time I finished downloading, one, the movie ended. Two, I fell asleep. (laughs) So... So now I got Fortnite on my on my, my, my fucking reason. <laughs> and then I want to delete it because they might do this shit again. <laughs> I hate you, Fortnite. Oh, uh, what else we got? Okay, can we move on to the to the actual media podcast now? Oh, this yeah. is the bullshit. I don't understand. What the hell was that? Uh-oh. You said some shit to her. Sorry. I, <laughs> sorry, Alexa. <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> Hey, if I die on the podcast, just let you know Alexa did it. <laughs> okay, so this is the comic book bullies where we talk about the comic books, and we're just gonna jump into it, and we're just gonna talk about. Uh, you want me to start it off? I can, I can start. Yeah, it off good. <laughs> just let me just jump into it. Sacrificial <laughs> lamb. Okay, so we're gonna talk about first is uh yeah this one. Let's start with Batman ninety three. 
Let's go with that. Mm-hmm, one. Let's, yes, let's, let's some, get this out of the way. Let's get this out of the way. Okay, <laughs> let's get the background. Boom. Because I need a chance to see the background all day, man. I, I don't, I'm, I'm messing up. I didn't get to do one of them, too. Anyway, so we're talking about Batman 93. And basically, what the book is, is it's still a lead up to Joker War, is what you want to call it. So, that's all this was. That's all it was a lead up to Joker War. So basically, what the book started off, and I'm going to just run through it as fast as possible because I know Eli excited about it. <laughs> so basically, the book. What's bad is this started out as a really cool story arc. This is like, like part eight. And part eight of any story. Yeah. Tracks. This was started out really cool, and then it just turned into a tie in. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, because like I said, yeah. just lead up to it. But based what's going on in the story right now, okay, so Batman is in Wayne Tower with the designer because the designer is in the Wayne Tower, knows who he is, and the designer is and Batman says, I know your whole plan. He's like, Oh, you know my whole plan? What's my plan, Batman? You tell me what is my plan. He's like, Okay, first your plan is because you're gonna get the four biggest, baddest villains in Gotham to try to take me down. First, you're gonna get Penguin, you're gonna give him a plan to get the five most dangerous assassins, of course, at the time. Since it was five years ago, we would have had like KGBs and Merlin from Green Arrow, stuff like that. You would have had them take out the top five uh, pl- uh, figures in Gotham, like the mayor, deputy mayor, go down the road, stuff like that, and hit it all at the same time. So it'd be so fast, I wouldn't even know what happened until it's over with. So that's then. Then Penguin was going to put his people in charge and technically be like the unofficial mayor of Gotham, even though he's basically a figurehead running for him. While doing that, uh, Riddler was going to take out the take out Commissioner Gordon and basically have the police officers, bribe the police officers, police stations where he was going to take over. And then Penguin was going to put Riddler's guy as commissioner. So basically, Riddler would control the uh, police department and Penguin would control the mayor's office. While that is going on, Catwoman would go after the most powerful guy in Gotham, which is Bruce Wayne, find out where his money is, take his money. And then she become the richest person in Gotham. So she would control all the money in Gotham. And then Joker's job, all he had to do was just kill Batman and Robin. That was the plan. They all had to work together in order to make their plan work to basically take over Gotham, take out Batman. But Batman already knew that, see, where your plan fucked up is that you try to get Joker to kill Batman and Robin. You just thought Joker was just a random two, uh, two-bit thug, but he was more, you underestimated him. And the thing is, he don't want to kill Batman and Robin. So when he found out what your plan was, and when you realized he wanted to go with the plan, that's why you try to kill him, but he took you out. And that's when designer pulls out a sword, and Batman pulls out a sword out of his utility belt. I watched it again. I was like, he really did that shit. And so yeah, well, it's like some. I think that's like some the, break. The Bat Blade. The Batblade. I got to show this shit because this is like, what the fuck? This is some what the fuckery right here. This is Batman pulling a a hilt out of, or whatever you want to call it, out of his uh, utility belt. You ever see and, that movie, uh, Ultraviolet? No, that's that Mila Gionovich. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I love that movie. But that's basically when she pulls a, like a nano sword. <laughs> Like, why are they fighting with swords? But whatever. Okay, fuck it. <laughs> anyway, while all that shit is going on, now we go to the B story where Harley Quinn is fighting against Punchline. And yeah. Punchline is basically like, why The moment you... we were all waiting for, I, I guess. Yeah, this is the moment that's going to put your kids through college. <laughs> you know, the big fight scenes. Buy like 10 that. copies of this book. Right. So the thing is, you know, uh, Punchline is basically telling... 
Harley, the reason I'm, I hate you is because you try to tame the joke. You try to tone him down. You try to water him down. I want the Joker as he is. I want him as crazy as possible. And that's what I'm here for. And she's like, oh, yeah, I, I get you now. You're just a groupie. That's all. You're just a Joker groupie. That's And she's like, you don't get it. You never got it. So, you know, Punchline is like really edgy. That's her personality, you know. But the thing is, she's better than Harley because she actually slits Harley's throat. Slits Harley's throat and then kicks her into the uh into the sewer. She uses her like to- her long ass ponytail and like whips her hair around and like flings Harley and shit. Yeah, and Harley tried to like shoot her with a gun, even though she's been trained by Amanda Waller in the Suicide Squad to use automatic weapons. Can't even hit her. She's dodging the shit like Neo from the Matrix. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, just throws in the water. So let's see. I'm gonna just show the picture one more time and then we'll go from there. So while all that is going on, uh Catwoman. Yeah, see, Harley just got fucked up. That's I, I hate that somebody spoiled that shit for me before I got a chance to read the book. Oh, really? Yeah, somebody spoiled that shit for me. But anyway, while all this is going on, Catwoman realizes, and the, the funny thing about it is that he actually explained explain Bruce Wayne's finances. So Catwoman uh is digging into Wayne Bruce Wayne's finances, and she realizes that Bruce Wayne is broke. Like on paper, he's broke. Nobody knows that, but he doesn't have any money in his name. Meanwhile, she found some offshore account that whoever this money belongs to is one of the richest people in, on the planet. But nobody can claim this money because the money isn't anybody's name. But she knows that money is tied to Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne has offshore accounts because he doesn't want anybody to know how he's spending his money. Because yeah. they, if they follow the money, they'll know that he's Batman. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Bruce, so- what's up with this jet? that you bought and <laughs> that turns into a submarine <laughs> <laughs> what are you building for next lucius a rocket ship yeah <laughs> so that's the thing so technically bruce wayne is embezzling from his company yes kind of yeah 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 so it's laundering it's all, he's laundering money laundering but but <laughs> it's okay tony montana does it it's a problem you know <laughs> that's right yeah. uh, so while well, that i was going on so she's like so if i get this money and since nobody technically owns this money, I can legally have this money and claim it for myself if I get it. Because basically what she's trying to do is get the money before Joker gets it. Because if she gets the money, she can just give it to Bruce Wayne and say it's okay. But if she don't, Joker will take the money. Uh, while that is going on, Bruce Wayne has uncovered the identity of the designer. And the dun, designer... Dun, dun, dun. Well, it isn't what we thought it was. It isn't what they wanted was to it? say. It wasn't? Not really? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, so the designer is a zombie. <laughs> or something. He's a, he's a zombie. Basically, because the thing is, the Joker has mutated his Joker gas. He can turn people into zombies. Like those zombie cops we were fighting like fucking 10 issues ago. He basically designed the designer like that. He explained that this designer is not the original designer that we know of. Or, or the guy that fought that old Gotham hero back then. He's actually a copycat impersonating that designer. But he sucks at the job. And that's how Joker killed him. So Joker just parade him around like a, a fucking zombie just to show him that you suck. And I'm going to just take your design. So he wasn't the Joker, but he is the Joker. He's being controlled by the Joker, basically. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like, because I know I said this on the podcast before, if he turns to be the Joker, I'm dropping this shit. But he was the Joker, but he <laughs> this, wasn't the Joker. Is this good enough for you? I don't know how I feel, you know. <laughs> But anyway, while this is going on, okay, Joker finds, he realized the Joker is talking through the designer because he's just some zombie shit like that. And while he's doing that, he's telling, oh, Slade, time for you to wake up and fulfill your contract. He's like, cool. So he takes the blade, 
that Batman put down and stabs Blade, uh, stab not Blade, Batman in the leg, like through the leg. And I thought, oh, that's fucked up, you know. And he basically tells Batman that it's not going to kill you, but if you pull the blade out, you will die because you're going to bleed out. Mm-hmm. And so, and then he gets away. And then while all that is going on, we cut back to Catwoman. Like I said, Harley Quinn, slit throat, tossed in the sewer. Batman has leg and pill. He should have a limp for the rest of his life, but it's Batman. So, whatever. Uh, and Catwoman, who actually is able to get the offshore accounts away from the Joker, doesn't really matter because Punchline sneaks behind and shoots in the back. So Joker is on the other line. She calls Joker. He's on the line. He says, I want you to say it. I want you to say it. Joker, you are now worth $100 billion. And the book ends with the next episode being Joker's Billions, which is a play off the old book, Joker's Millions. And this is one more issue until Joker War. So Eli, I know you hated this book, but guess what? I didn't hate it. I just thought that the reveal was really dumb was but it, I'm, I'm i'm gonna let it slide okay because you said that because you said that because i wasn't honestly i was gonna get this book of five really? a reason i'm gonna get yes a reason i'm gonna get a five because every issue i felt like it did mean something every panel was leading up to something it didn't feel like any filler any fluff was in the book i feel like they were jamming in as much stuff as they could because they know joker war is coming yeah. and i felt like it was meaningful it did go into detail about some stuff it did go into detail about how the how all the underworld is coming together, which is interesting, but Joker is being Joker, you know, but because you said the ending isn't how it's supposed to be, like the reveal was too predictable, I'm going to say a 4.5 out of 5. So you talked me into giving a 4.5 out of 5. <laughs> Dropping half a point. Half a point. <laughs> so you did that. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I'm just, like I said, like last week, I'm just kind of jokered out. I, ever since the movie. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of Truth jokered. is, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm just kind of jokered out. And so I'm really not looking forward to the whole Joker war now. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, something intrigues me. Some things about this book intrigues me. Who are these you know? people? Was that three and a half Jokers coming soon? Three and a half Jokers? You mean the three Jokers? The three Jokers, yeah. Yeah, not the three and a half, not three and a half men, just three and a half jokers. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um personally, I think it'd be cool if the Joker just burned all the money. <laughs> that's some shit. That's some shit Joker would do. That's some shit Joker would do. Just... <laughs> it's not about the money. It's about sending a message. <laughs> I'm oh, simple. Yeah. I like bombs. <laughs> and gasoline. <laughs> yeah. You know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I like Batman. I love Batman, so I'm gonna. I'm still here, and I'm. I'm gonna read it, but I'm not excited as I used to be. Like when they announced the Joker War a few months ago, I was kind of excited, mm-hmm. but now I'm just kind of, kind of tired of it. Now I'm kind of over. <laughs> over it. You know, honestly, I feel like it's a good build. I, I want to see. I, honestly, I feel like it might be something interesting. That's all. You know, but the art is awesome. <laughs> yes. I don't know who they got. I've never heard this guy before, but yes, he, he's drawing an awesome Batman. And yeah. Then the Harley Quinn and the punchline fight was like kinetic. It didn't have energy behind it. You know, you could yeah. follow it pretty clearly. And I, I love the buildup. I love how this story started. I mm-hmm. love there was the mystery to it. But once we got 
to a couple issues ago and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. who's the designer? Mm-hmm. And then when we figured it out. <laughs> and I knew he was going to be a bullshit character because look at his design. So I yeah. didn't give a shit about him. I, I thought, I, I mean, when you said it's going to be the Joker, I'm like, no, it can't be that stupid, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Can it be like, you know, Bruce Wayne's like fucking long lost uncle or something like they like hush, done that. <laughs> you know what I mean? hush 2.0 yeah, yeah that, jason you know, todd so, you know yeah jason jason todd's kid all of a sudden <laughs> or something oh man so exactly what we thought it was, what if it was damien or something right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um yeah it's all right i thought oh, three out of five fuck it <laughs> no okay. we're up and down but it's cool okay yeah all right I mean, all right so, yeah. so what you got next uh, what did I read next? Should I do Star Wars? Oh, oh, Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk. Did I get Immortal Hulk? Oh, crap, I didn't get Immortal Hulk. You didn't get you, Immortal You do Hulk. it. I'll get you set up. You just go ahead and I got you. Um, Boom. Um, Look at you. Yes. Immortal Hulk number 34. Finally, we are back. Comics are back. Comics that I give a shit about are back. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what you say is 34? Yeah, 34. So this issue is all about the leader. We are fine. It's basically the life, the lives of the leader. The leader's been killed a few times and brought back by willing his mind alone. He comes back and he basically goes down to hell, confronts, you know, the one below all, and basically takes over hell and he's gonna he's gonna he's coming after the hulk now um this book is just basically is it a it's kind of you know what how donny cates took venom yeah and kind of retconned everything but not really retconned like still paid tribute to all of the things all the canon all the old canon of venom Mm-hmm. but still made it work for this story. That's what Al Ewing does in this book. He takes all those, the history of the leader, everything he's done throughout the history that he's had, his whole canon, and makes it work. He pays tribute to all that. Even the stuff that, the Peter David shit that I never read. What's this guy's name? The These these gamma sorcerers and shit. What was that guy's name? Uh, Soul Man. You ever heard of Soul Man? Never heard of Soul Man, no. Yeah, so... Basically, you know, Gamma, the one below all, the opposite of the one above all, he's feeds off, he's basically the source of rage from Gamma radiation and what what made the Hulk. You know, um, he sits in hell and every time uh, somebody with Gamma, like a Gamma mutant, whether it be Sasquatch or whoever, or the leader, whoever's been affected with Gamma radiation has a connection to the one below all. Now, but so basically what this book is doing is the leader, the whole life, the leader's whole life has been building. He's been researching and studying the Hulk to basically defeat him. And he does it by taking over hell. Hmm. So I got to reread. Yeah, I should have reread this. I should have took notes, but I, I, you know, because I read this the other day. So I'm kind of like, you know, stumbling here, trying to remember shit. But like I said, it goes through his whole life. It goes through like every time he fought like Hulk and some of his like the Red Hulk and She-Hulk and, you know, the times that he's died. And the basic he refers to when he 
fought uh, when he was dead in hell, when Hulk and Rick Jones were in hell, like back a couple years ago during this run. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and how he's been researching and thinking up. And he's basically claiming himself to be the greatest rival to the Hulk because he's the I mean, mind. He always wanted to be. Yeah, he's the mind. He is as smart as the Hulk is strong. So if Hulk represents the physical strength, the leader is the mental, is the, is the, is the mind. And um, he's like basically... Superman Lex Luthor, you know. Yeah, he's basically taking over hell. So that's where we are at, where we're at. And at the end of this issue, he is meeting uh, Banner's dad, who's stuck in hell. Hmm. So, and we know Banner's dad is a dick and Banner's traumatized, his, his rage comes from the trauma caused by his dad. Right, so, that he was scared to use against his dad because his fear turned into yeah. anger. So here, you know, I, I don't know if you can see it, but basically this is the leader in hell and he finds Bruce Banner's dad. Let's see if I can and, blow you up. Yep. Yeah, and this is the last panel, let's see, where he's like, take my hand. He's like, you know, you need proper leadership. Take my <laughs> hand. The, uh, the uh, apotheosis of Samuel Stearns. That's what this uh, issue is called. So once again, Immortal Hulk just turns, it just continues to be a great book. You know, sort of building on the old myth of Hulk while bringing new, keeping it fresh. You know, right, bring, and it's doing because Hulk, yeah. Hulk always does something different than regular superhero comics do. So. Yeah, this is still like got those weird monster horror elements, mm-hmm. but now we're you know because yeah, the leaders died, but for but by will alone, he's a, he's been able to bring himself back. You know, I mean, if the Hulk is immortal from Gamma Energy, I mean, it would only yeah. make sense that the leader would be also. Yeah, and every every other Hulk or every other person that has been infected with Gamma. It has a connection to the one below all, which is why Banner, you know, in, in the story, Banner is like schizophrenic. He's got all the personalities inside him. So mm-hmm. at any given time, he can turn into Joe Fixit. He can turn into, you know, World Breaker Hulk or regular Hulk or whatever, right. you know. Because he has a personality disorder. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, fuck it. Five out of five. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck, everything's a five out of five on you. Everybody. You get a five. You get a five. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's go to the callers. Uh, what do we got? Let's see. Um, oversaturate. Yeah, Joker oversaturation. Yes, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, something new like punchline is kind of pretty. Yes. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Look, we're just waiting for the cosplay. That's what we're waiting for. <laughs> Let, let's be honest. You know. I like when writers literally take all canon continuity and history with a fresh revamp, soft reboot, like Johns did with Flash Lantern reboot. Yes, mm-hmm. that's you take that's what's basic. been done before, but you, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what Al Ewing's doing. He's paying all homage to all the past Hulk canon, but still building upon it and making it his own and coming up with a fresh new story. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, I love this book. This is like I said, the comics that I'm that I care about are finally coming back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now here's one that we don't care about, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> All right. So of course, Marvel is back. So since Marvel is back, that means another event is coming. <laughs> and the event that we're doing right now is empire. 
and it's like 50 fucking issues is going to be on before I, this thing is over. What number? I thought this wasn't coming out. This is zero. This is zero, but it's okay. like lead up to issue one. Oh, so. I thought this wasn't coming out for a couple months. Well, yeah, well, it's out now. It's got a few issues on it now. So okay. here's the thing, Eli. Like I said, I didn't really know anything about what Empire was supposed to be, but after reading it, I'll let you know whether or not I'm interested in where it's going, anything like that. Okay, so basically this book is really dealing with some old school Avengers shit, like back in the 70s. So basically, for those who don't know how the Kree and the scroll got into it, like why they hate each other so much, like a thousand years ago, uh, the scroll came to the planet of the Kree, which they shared the planet with a, a bunch of plant uh, creatures called the Kotati. And the scroll made a deal. He took uh, some of the Kree and some of the uh, Kotati to the moon, Earth's moon. And like, we want you to just build a civilization or build like a garden or build something. And whoever builds the best thing we would share technology with you. So the scrolls were actually pretty, pretty chill, pretty nice with them. They wouldn't fool them or anything like that. So the thing was the Kotati actually beat the Kree. They actually made a better civilization than the Kree. So when the scroll showed back up and saw the Kotati uh, had a better civilization than the Kree, they granted the Kotati the civilization, the, the keys to their technology. The Kree didn't like that, killed everybody. Killed the Kotati that was on the planet, wiped out their race. All the scrolls that came on the ship, they killed them. They took the ship, took it back to the scroll planet, and killed a bunch of them also. Boom, the Kree Scroll War lasts 4,000 years. That's how the thing got started. Some whammy bammy time retcon bullshit happened. Some of the Kotati started coming back. So now they're back in play again. And that's basically what this book is about. It's basically, if you really want to boil it down to it, it's basically the Kree Scroll War Part Two. That's basically what it is, but with a twist. Um, Anyway, the Avengers are at Avengers, whatever the fuck they are. I haven't been keeping up with them. They get a telepathic message from the blue moon, the blue area of the moon. Uh, They fly up there to see what's going on, but it turns out the blue area of the moon have been chained to the green area of the moon. So it's nothing but like lavish, lush, green grass and shit like that. So where the Inhumans used to live, since nobody gives a shit about the Inhumans anymore, now the Kotati live there again because they're back again. Uh, when the Avengers are there, they get attacked by a Kree Sentry. But the thing is, different. this Kree Sentry is different. This Kree Sentry has like a mutant head on top of them. And they try to fight them. They can't do anything with them. Matter of fact, this Kree Sentry even beats the shit out of Thor because Thor is a fucking jobber in this book for some reason. I don't know why. But while they're doing that, uh, one of the Kotati jumps out and slashes the Kree's like head off and shit like that. And they look up and the Kotati they see is actually, and I got it, fuck, I, I just, I got it. I, I got to paint the picture of this one. Anyway, the Kotati that they find name is Swordsman. Now, the thing is, the Swordsman is actually one of the first Avengers. Remember when the Avengers uh like got Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye and all stuff like that? He was also a guy like that. I'm going to show you a picture of him right now. So that's the swordsman. He's actually not the original swordsman. He's a plant Kotati clone of swordsman. But he got all his skills, all his memory, all shit like that. But he's a plant creature. So, and they also okay. show him. So he in the comics, he actually trained Hawkeye. So that's Hawkeye right there. He trained him in all his stuff, how to shoot him barrels like that. Because he was part of the circus also. He looked he, goofy as fuck. Actually, if you actually read the Swordsman back in the Avengers days, he's actually literally the worst Avenger they ever had. Because all he has is a sword. And he trained Hawkeye. And he trained Hawkeye. So <laughs> Hawkeye actually is 
you know, fucking good compared to him. <laughs> you know, he was useless. He can do anything on me. He don't even have like a powerful sword or a magic sword like that. It's just a sword. So he ended up getting killed. Uh, he was married to Mantis. And yes, when I mean Mantis, I mean the Mantis that you're thinking about. That Mantis. Okay. Yeah, the Guardians of the Galaxy Mantis. She got a whole weird backstory. The MCU will never touch that shit. I guarantee you. <laughs> For good reason. Anyway, so the Swordsman plant hybrid whatever cyborg something he's back with the avengers he remembers the avengers they're like hey swordsman you're here long time no see some of the new avengers are like who the fuck is this guy you know <laughs> uh, they all meet up shit like that he basically tells them and not only that okay so swordsman and mantis like i showed you before boom they had a kid because mantis has such a weird ass backstory when they first made her in the comics she's the celestial madonna I don't have time to get into it because I can't remember what the shit is. Madonna, and, as in the 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 uh, the Virgin Mary, or Madonna the singer. Well, I mean, I'm gonna say the same. I'm gonna say the Virgin Mary. <laughs> the Vir- basically, she was supposed to give birth to the Messiah, basically, and she gave birth to the Messiah. So, swordsman, the Kokotati swordsman, and uh, Mantis had a kid, and the kid is a plant. Creature, god, monster, cyborg, whatever, called Sequoia. But his friends call him Koi. And apparently him and Thor go way back. Obviously, I must have missed this issue because basically him and Thor used to go on adventures and shit. But he's like the Messiah. He says, I come to cleanse the earth of evil and shit, you know. But he's like a teenager, some shit, you know. And anyway, he's the one that made the telepathic message telling the Avengers, you need to come help us out. Because they have figured out, actually... Tony realized that, okay, we got a Kree sentry that just attacked us, but that looked like some kind of scroll monster type thing on his head. So are the scroll and Kree teaming up to fight us? Like, they, that's impossible. They can't be. They've been fighting for thousands of years. There's no way they can join forces. And uh, Sequoia basically tells them that's exactly what happened. The Kree and the scroll have joined forces. And the reason they have joined forces is because they have a common enemy, us, the Kotati. They're trying to wipe us out because they hate us. So they have joined forces to kill us. And they have a figurehead in, in top of here. And the figure that they have is a uh, Hulkling, you know, one of the young Avengers. He's running this Kree and the scroll because he had blood of both of them. But in actuality, the head of the Kree and the head of the scroll are behind him pulling his strings. So he's just a puppet, puppet figure, you know. And while they're doing it, uh Sequoia basically telling him the Kree and the scroll on their way right now to the moon to wipe out all the Kotati because they're trying to do this as a, a signal to saying that they have united. So Avengers, we need you to help us beat these guys. And Avengers like, yes, we will do this. We will make sure that you know, whatever force they throw at you, we will make sure because the Avengers assemble, blah, 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 and all like that. And while they're doing that, while they're saying that no force can stop them from doing that, while we see the Kree scroll uh, headed towards them, also the ship leading them is the Fantastic Four. So okay. how they got mixed up in this shit, you will find out in Fantastic Four lead in to of Empire. Course. <laughs> of course. And I'll show you right here. Because they're basically saying, no matter what force they throw at us, we will stop them. And you see the Fantastic Four headed to the moon right now to wipe out the Kotaku. Yeah. So 20, 20 pages of the Fantastic Four getting a phone call. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. This book. So, it didn't, it, honestly, I like it. it it trick, you know, I, I kind of like the story because it actually went back to the roots of it. Because it seems like all the Avengers want to do is just copy the movies. Whatever the movie's doing, just building the shit. Just don't build on the movies. This builds on like some old 70s shit that nobody was even born when this shit came out. 
but they're going back to that and honestly the the story that they're telling like that whole celestial madonna Cree scroll whole thing like that i don't think they even finished that story like the the writer that was doing that story was doing it and never had a conclusion to it then another writer came in and did something completely different mantis got shipped off and that was it so it almost felt like they're finishing that story from like 40 years ago 50 years ago whatever the fuck the dude said you know. mantis was a prostitute in the comics backstory yes she was a v i really don't want to go there yes mantis <laughs> was a vietnamese prostitute <laughs> in the story that's her backstory uh you better stop now before this gets canceled <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> all that shit would be retcon that shit is not going to be in here this is how she met swordsman because i think swordsman was like a vietnam vet or some shit or no he, he was, was just he hanging was french? out french was he french yes he is french yeah <laughs> so that's how they got together she was just like i just hook up with you get me out of america so like that you know whatever so yeah oh mantis is so weird the reason because she's a listen madonna king the conqueror found out she was going to give birth to the messiah of the universe so his whole plot that he was trying to do back then was trying to put a baby in her king king the conqueror yes so he so Kang, you know, Kang was trying to Kang was trying to bang Mantis. Yes. Kidnapped her numerous times. You're gonna have my baby so I can give birth to God. And yeah, even yes. That, that sounds like Kang, yeah. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> none of that shit will be in the MCU. So uh overall, I'm gonna give the book uh I'm gonna give it a 3.5 out of five. It, it didn't I didn't write it off. It's better than what I thought it was gonna be. But it's just not like, oh shit! I'm are you good? Are you gonna read? Are you gonna read this? Okay, now I'm glad you said that because I looked at it. The main issues, and I'm gonna show you this shit because when I show you this shit, you're gonna flip the fuck out. You're gonna you didn't shit a brick. I saw no, I seen the like, look. Look, look at this shit. shit. Look yeah. at this shit. These I saw, yeah. are all the fucking tie-ins. It look like the fucking Memorial Wall <laughs> in, in Virginia, <laughs> Washington <laughs> Monument. It's just nothing but just tie-ins stuff like that. But the actual tie-ins of the of the actual issue are six issues. So if I do stick with, I'm just sticking with that. All that other shit, fuck that. If you, if you do it, I'll read it too. I'm reading the main issue. Yeah, I ain't going after. I ain't fucking with the tie-ins. But yeah, if I you read, but, if you mean the, if you read the main arc, I'll read it too. I am not reading the Captain Marvel tie-in or <laughs> fuck that shit. No. Squirrel Girl. <laughs> no, I don't care how Squirrel Girl fits into the Kree Squirrel War. I don't care. So I'm going to read the main shit just to see. Because here's the thing. We shit on Marvel with these events stuff like that. But I'm going to give them their credit. War of the Realms was fun. It was a fun story. It wasn't just like knock your socks off classic or shit like that like Infinity Gauntlet. It was just a fun story. So if they give me another fun story that wraps up a 70-year-old, I mean, a 40-year-old arc that was never completed, I say it's a win, you know. So we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, 3.5 out of 5, that's what I'm going to give it. So right. uh, you you got another one? Yeah, you do got another one. Oh, yeah, I'll do Star Wars Bounty Hunters number three. You go ahead and start it. I'm going I'm to get you set up. Okay, okay so Star Wars Bounty Hunters. We got Boba Fett. We got Bosk. We got Valance. And some chick named Tonga, who I'm not familiar with. But basically, this is just street crime shit in Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. So, long time ago, a crew of bounty hunters were on a job. Uh, one of the, one of their 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 homies named Lash ended up killing the client, which sparked 
a intergalactic crime war between these two crime families. And then she went into hiding and she's had a price on her head for like 10 years. Now she's reemerged and every bounty hunter in the galaxy are after her, you know, just, you know, so all the bounty hunters, including Boba Fett, who right now currently is on his way to Jabba's palace to give him Han Solo. So this hmm. takes place between Empire, Empire and Jedi. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So and Boba said Boba Fett's like, yeah, I'll I'll work for free. So that's how much he's pissed off at this chick for fucking up this job and starting this whole thing. So every bounty hunter is after her. Valance, he's an old comic, old Star Wars comic book character who's popped back up. He's basically a Terminator. He's a cyborg. Bunch of he looks like the Terminator. Um, he he tracked Lash to this planet and knows her whereabouts. Found out her whereabouts, but then Bosk showed up and and uh, intercepted him. So this basically this whole issue is basically a big action scene between Bosk and valence and it's just all action while they're fighting uh this other bounty hunter i can't remember his name he looks like a wookie with the darth vader mask anyways he comes in and steals valence droid valence's droid has all has the the coordinates to where lashes to where this uh bounty is and he takes off um and that's essentially what happens we get a little backstory about you know, Valance and the old crew flash, but we get flashbacks of what happened when that job happened like 10 years ago, you know, building some character uh, development. But other than that, it's still just fun crime gangster shit in the star Wars universe. I'm digging this book. It's great artwork. It's all the bounty hunters battling each other. Four out of five. Cool. Okay. Let me see what this last comment was. I think it has to do with stuff. What we got. Oh, the crease skull Wars. Yeah. Oh yeah, street level Star Wars sounds badass. Yeah, yeah, that's all this book is. It's it's, right. it's fun. Boba Fett, Bosk, you know, they're all. It's it's a West. It's it's like good, the bad, and the ugly. They're all after that same score, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's the thing, Star Wars worked the best when they start using like Western tropes and things like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, next book. Uh, last book I'm gonna do is uh Thor number five. Number okay. five. This is you know the arc of the Black Winter. I think there's no, that's what we go right there. Okay. So basically what the book is, you can show you the cover over like that. Boom. There we go. Okay. So based on the book is that the last time we left off that Galactus and Thor were about to, you know, beat the shit out of each other, but they find out that the black winner, which they've been trying to stop the entire time is here. It's there right now. Uh, now, before we get to that, we talk about, you know, uh, what's the guy's name? The horse guy, not Bushwick Bill. What's the name? Oh, Bay Ray. Bay Ray. <laughs> Yeah, him. Okay. <laughs> I knew it was one of them. I, I, no, I was working that Bushwick Bill on a horse. I'm like, <laughs> so, Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill is talking. He's praying uh, to Igrisil, which is actually dying right now. And he's praying to Sif. And Sif is just actually like, who are you praying? And he's like, what are you praying for? He's like, I'm praying for forgiveness. Like, forgiveness for who? He was like, I don't know yet. You know, he's, like, he's basically saying like, uh, Volstag is, you know, having a party. You want to come to the party? You're like, nope, not till Thor comes back. Here's the thing. Beta Ray Bill has a theme for Sif. This has been a thing for a while. Like, probably maybe it's like the 90s or so. But okay. I don't know if she's in the horses. Maybe she is. Maybe <laughs> your thing. Uh, well, that's going on. 
Thor and Galactus are being swallowed up by the Black Winter. They're getting fucked up. It's actually a pretty cool panel. I'm going to show you that shit like that. So they're getting fucked up by the Black Black Winter. Uh, Galactus just gets swallowed swallowed up. And Galactus is like, you can't take me. And the Black Winter is actually sneaky and talking. Like, Galactus, shut the fuck up. I will deal with you in a second. You, Thor, you have my attention right now. I want to see what you can do. So the Black Winter, even though Thor fights as hard as he can, he can't fight hard enough. So he gets swallowed up also. The Black Winter is just mm, getting him. So when the Black Winter swaddles him up, it takes him to like this place and stuff like that. And the place he takes it to, like all of his bad guys are there right now. Gore, Gore the God Butcher. Uh, who we got? Magog. I'm going to show you this shit also. I'm trying to make Loki. Dr. Doom is there. Uh, I think that's Fing Fang Foom or the Midgard Certain. All these lizards look like I can't tell. Uh, what's the, the shitty dude from Thor the Dark World? Oh, Ma- Malekith or something? Him. He's there. Uh, Apocalypse is there. When did Apocalypse become a Thor villain? Apocalypse is that yeah. Apocalypse? Yeah, right there. Yeah, I see? see him. I see him. I didn't Why think he's I don't know, but he's there. Anyway, they all bum rush Thor at the same time, and they fuck Thor up. Uh, but somehow Thor is like realize that they're all, they're just illusions. They're all illusions. They're not really there. So, and that's we tell the Black Winter, show yourself, reveal. Actually, here's what he does, and it's some badass shit. Thor does. He wipes out all the bad guys with a with a blast called the God Blast. So obviously it's like the biggest thunderstorm lightning blast that has ever been recorded in the history of mankind. Out of his ass? <laughs> yeah, just out of anywhere. That's the thing. That's what I don't get. Thor can fuck up a universe, but in the Avengers book, he get fucked up by a robot? <laughs> that gets killed by a plant cyborg? Man. I get it. I get it. Thor sandbag. I get it. So I'm not going to complain. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, he saves he saves Galactus. Galactus is free now, and Galactus is basically telling him, "Yes, that's the Black Winter. That's the guy that's coming for us right now." And that's what he looks like. And this is what the Black Winter actually looks like because he's not hiding anymore. He's he's actually unveiled himself in cloud, and he looks like this. He looks like a shadow version of Thor. I don't know if that's what the destroyer is supposed to look like or or what. Anyway, he looks like Thor, like an evil version of Thor. Looks like fucking uh, fucking Colossus with long. <laughs> Yeah, just <laughs> metal colossus. You know? Metal colossus, <laughs> right? Death metal colossus. <laughs> okay, so and then and Thor is basically telling like, I don't care why you're here, I don't want you to hear. You're not going to destroy my universe. And then the Black Wind is basically telling them, Thor, destroy your universe. I ain't destroy your universe. Is that what he told? Is that what Galactus told you? I'm not here for that. I'm actually here for Galactus. That's what I'm here for. You want to? And the reason I'm here for Galactus because I sent Galactus when I destroyed the last universe. Galactus was the one I sent out of the universe. Why? Because he is my herald. Bum, dun, dun, the end. So apparently Galactus is herald to this guy, this evil Shadow Thor. So, yeah. Galactus is evil Thor's herald. Yes. From the old universe that evil Thor destroyed. Okay. Now, the thing is, we don't know if that's evil Thor. He's just looking like Thor. The dude. Does this, this yeah. have something to do with Null? That's the thing. Because Donnie <laughs> Case is writing this. Donnie Case is writing this. Is it Donnie Case writing Donnie Case is writing this. Okay. So, <laughs> so Null hasn't shown up yet. There's rumors down the pipeline that once this Empire shit is done, Null is going to be the big crossover that uh, Disney is going to push like in 2021. So he might be planting the seeds for that. Because all the, the black, yeah, because that's what Null does. It's basically the symbiote dark version of it's Venom. It's a, it's a, it's Venom Thor. Yeah. If that's what that's going. 
completely different Thor. So it's not like Venom on Thor. It's like a different... No, no, no. Yeah, I, I don't mean like Thor's got... A, it's a symbiote. You know, Thor's got a symbiote. But I mean, this version of... of or what, what this, this guy is just infected with the symbiote. Or yeah. Something, you know. So... But you know what? That that yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying. Overall, the the ending didn't just just grab me like you. Just, I knew it was gonna be a twist. I knew it was gonna be something at the end, but it didn't it didn't hit me like okay. I as, far as I expected it to. Like okay, evil Thor, that's Galactus is Herald. Okay, I guess. But they made it seem like it was supposed to be like this big shocking reveal. It's gonna change everything. So I mean, that I idea sounds cool. The fact that. Galactus mm-hmm. is a herald. So basically, Galactus is going around eating planets for somebody. Right. And that, that sounds pretty cool, I must say. But he's eating other people. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like he's <laughs> management. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. That sounds pretty cool, I must say. I mean, that sounds, you know, I, I, mean, know. I, I only read like the first. For number one or whatever, and you know, Tiny yeah. Case was writing it, and then yeah, I, I never kept with it. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm wondering where, where is it going? That's what I'm wondering. I just want to know where it's going. That's all. So right now, I'm gonna give it a three point five out of five. It was, it was cool. It was okay. All right. Awesome artwork. We have drawn this shit. Awesome it looked cool. Artwork. Yeah, those panels you showed looked pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, what else you got? I'm pretty much done. So yeah. Okay. You want to do Terminator? Uh, Genesis or whatever. Oh no, I mean it's all right. Terminator versus uh Transformers. That's all <laughs> okay. It, Number it's two. Thing. Hold up, let's yeah, see it's a thing. thing. You know, let's see what we got Donny Cates here. Donny yeah. Cates has great ideas, plans plans too bad that the Twitter trolls keep pissing him off saying he's just recycling obscure nineties ideas. Yeah, I think well, actually he kind of recycles his own ideas. Yeah, I mean, I guess I enjoy. I was enjoying his Venom run. Yeah, um, well, I, I, think, I think people are getting pissed off at him because Cosmic Ghost Rider was a thing in the '90s. Like Whisper Satio from Image already did that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, Danny Case twisted it up and did some different shit with it, but he was already a thing. Yeah, you know. But yeah, so. it's like what they said on Comic Cast. You know, what Boogie and Gomer and them guys said on Comic Cast, like. Mm-hmm. You know that he started out hot. He was the hot Donny Cates, y'all. Remember a couple years ago, you know every, everything was hot. He did, and then uh, and then you know everyone starts hating on him. That just happens to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> hero, live long to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, Faith was right. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shoot. So I, I guess that's it. We, it's yeah. Nothing yeah. Uh, yeah. Look like we got some people. Well, we had some people like coming back and forth in, but hey, appreciate you coming in. Uh, yeah. If you listen this long, if you like, share, subscribe. We got another podcast. Well, I guess we got other podcasts. We got Geeks App. We got uh, our sister podcast. Yeah. So definitely check them out. Uh, Get Valiant is back on the road with Hootie TV. Uh, Eli has another podcast, also uh, Real of Steel. Uh, All about Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> yep. And doing movies, books, whatever you want to talk about, video game. Y'all, y'all going to do, uh, do the game? Video game? We should, because I love that game. I wonder the, if they the played 360, it. The 360 one. Yeah, well, I, I had it on a, I had PS3, but um, but yeah, I love that game. I, I wish that, I wonder if we sh- I I'll bring it up to them. Yeah, they played it because I love yeah. that. Game. Yeah, review that game. Oh shit, Wrestling Council, OK Boomer. 
I need to get a list. I can't remember who's here and who's not. People kind of there's another talking. one. Uh, was it not Raymond or Willie? Used did a creative creative moment, I mean, is, is creative minute or something. He he had like uh, who do he have? I forget. He had he had a comic book right, writer. Yeah, Rylan Gray. Rylan Gray. Rylan Gray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's another podcast. Creator corner or creator moment. Hey. I, I, I didn't know if there was like, like extra pocket or we just doing something. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to keep up with everybody. Uh, so next week we'll come up with some other stuff. Cause I thought this was supposed to be like the, the slow week where DC and Marvel not supposed to take an off week, but it actually they came harder than what they did before. So um, I guess we're back in business. I guess we're doing comics again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and hopefully some lighter shit will happen next week. So we can just have a fun week. I, I want to do a fun podcast one of these days. <laughs> This wasn't fun. You weren't having fun. Today? I, had, I had fun, but you know, I feel like I had to do like a moral obligation, you know? Yeah. Let's talk about racism again. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's always fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We talk to you guys next week. Same bullet time, same bullet channel. Black. Black, black, black. Black on black, black, yeah, hey, okay, black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, 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 I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black is black. black rims on this black, black wheels in this black, black beard with this black beard, black, so black on black on black on black on black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, 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 I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking all black, everything is black. black rims on this black wheels black, in this black, black beard with this black on black, 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 black on black on black on black Running to you, thoughts black as the dark side of the moon. Won't be no truce, won't be no truce. At your funeral in an all black suit, couple white girls working all black too. Me and your man marching on all black boots. Call up the troops, call up the troops. Punch you in the mouth, then knock out your tooth. I can tell when they not telling the truth. Talking that shit, nigga. What you gon' do? What you gon' do? What you gon' do? Back and I'm black and I'm acting brand new. Niggas in the back like, oh word. Diamonds all black like, fuck what you heard, fuck what you heard, fuck what you heard. Spilling some Hennessy black on the curb, just for the memory of the deceased. When I black out of awakening the beast, what it's gon' be? What it's gon' be? You don't want fuck with a nigga like me. Bet you never seen my fucking so black, nigga. I'm black on black on black on black on black, black 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 on black, black my thoughts so black, black black I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black is black. Rims on this black, wheels in this black, black with this black, black black on black on black on black on black, black 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 on black, black my thoughts so black, black black I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking all black, everything is black. Rims on this black, wheels in this black, with this black on black, black on black on black on black on black. This kid black tips black hill tracks like I'm six black hair blacker than black lips black even my dick black granddad Irish Trinidad guess I am half I gotta go to ancestry.com I think about the black all the police ain't about the black he's still a pig even though he black well he got a lynch head in that if you black you dead in that strange fruit hang from a tree on the leaves is red in that do it right like a garveyite Africa I'm heading back niggas in the street black on black killing with the heat Cut off his feet. Put him in the shack. moves up and had the cash. Mix blacks to dilute black. Don't want blacks to produce blacks. Take black and they boot that. Orange is the new black. Black, 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 black on black. Black, my thoughts so black. Black, black, I'm black. My skin is so black. I'm rocking that black on black is black. Rims on this black. Wheels in this black. Black. Yeah, with this black. Yeah, black. So black on black on black on black on black. Black, black, black on black. Black, my thoughts so black. Black, black, I'm black. My skin is so black. I'm rocking all black. Everything is black. Rims on this black. Wheels. Black. 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 Black
black revolution. I'm with a new young queen and some illegal aliens. I got a black fist barred up, and it ain't just me, it's all us. 400 years of oppression, I'm about to give me that black Tesla. Black skid marks on the pavement, cops wanna see me in a black cage. Black on black on black, Master Juba with the tap dance, Gucci with the dapper dance. Tell them kiss my black ass. Riding on a dino with the black mags, just another black man trying to stay about the cask. Yeah, black don't crack, matter of fact, where the fuck are 40 acres at? We black on black on black on black on black. Black, black, black on black, black, my thoughts so black, 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 I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black is black. Rims on this black wheels in this black black with this black bitch. So black on black on black on black on black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, 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 I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking all black, everything is black. Rims on this black wheels in this black black with this black on black 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 on black on black on black on Black, 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 black on black.